What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pace the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A in downtown Clarendon. We are back. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, as always, is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Um, it's 2016 officially on the podcast now. Is this our first one? The in, first one we've done in 2016. In the actual calendar year of 2016. Yeah. Big news there. Also to my left is William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Do you want me to explain the technical <laughs> behind that? This is the first recording of 2016, gotcha. but we've had a release in 2016. Well, dude, time flies, man. I can't, I can't barely keep track of the days. It was tough to get us. What it, day is it? It's a tough effort to get us all together. Generally, today is Saturday. Mm-hmm. We're all together. We planned on Thursday. Appreciate you guys' flexibility. Mm-hmm. Here we are on Saturday evening. And then when you tried to reschedule tonight at the last minute, <laughs> yeah, do you not appreciate our unflexibility? I, I, I actually am glad to glad to get it in. Uh, I'm glad right. to get it in because today we have uh, an exciting show to get to, a big show to get to. We've got uh, a couple of guests. We're going to talk to Sterling Noreen. He's a filmmaker who did a documentary called Run Free, the true story of Caballo Blanco. Uh, that story, that uh, movie is coming to Arlington and promoting it. We're also going to talk to is Gary Harrington. Uh, I got those guys on very much last minute today. So I'm excited to to be able to talk to them about this film. Is it, this the first time that we've had two people, two, two guests? Yes. Yeah, I think it, it at the same time. Well, we had you and Rick on the phone one time. But she was actually a co-host. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're, I forget, I forget <laughs> you're a host sometimes. Sorry. So she's, this is this she's is, actually been with us since day one. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Yeah, I've been yeah. here the whole time. Sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So this is this really is a big way to start the new year it with is. two guests. A big big way to start the new year. They you're setting expectations very high I for know. the rest of the year. I know. And and for the listener, not for you and I. <laughs> I was able to track uh, Gary down, and he 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 got Sterling for us. So excited to talk to these two gentlemen. You guys know the story that uh, Christopher uh, McDougal did uh, uh, called "Born to Run." Absolutely, the, the book, "Born to Run," a phenomenon. Yeah, it was. It was a sensation. It was, and uh, this documentary has also been a sensation, and it's coming through Arlington on February seventeenth at the Arlington Cinema Draft House. Uh, so we'll talk to those guys in a little bit about that. Also today. I have a dilemma. Oh my gosh! To. Yeah, so I this got, is my favorite show. Yeah. <laughs> is it already time for another Farley dilemma show? Yeah, well, we uh, we'll make this one quick. I don't know. It's it's. I'll drag it out. I love these it's, things. It's a, it's a, it's a minor dilemma. Uh, should should we go ahead and answer it now? Yes. Asterix. <laughs> uh, Joanna's got a couple stories for us. We'll get to the tweets of the week, the in the news uh, segment. And we've got Clarendon Construction, of course, to get to. Uh, but since you seem very excited about my dilemma here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost falling out of my seat. You are. Uh, I, I've got a dilemma because uh, I was invited. And, and, you know, maybe this is just for my ego or for me to act big time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, I was invited by New Balance to come to the New Balance indoor uh, track meet. In Boston? In Boston, February 14th. As what? Just a, uh, an invited guest okay. by New Balance. And not like as a participant. No, no, definitely not <laughs> as a participant. No. It's a professional track meet, indoor track meet. Yeah. As a guest, uh, a uh, honored guest 
from New Balance. New Balance, we love the great people at New Balance, obviously. You're wearing New Balance shoes right now. Yeah, I've got my uh, my favorite casual New Balance 574s on right now. Were you invited as long as you talked about the 574 casuals? No. <laughs> Is that no, why no. you just said no, that? No, 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 no. All right. So I'm, I'm going to be a guest of them. Actually, Trip Sutherland, our footwear buyer, is going to go with me, too. So Trip is racing. And he is racing the night before. So we're going to see Trip race, be up there with the good people of New Balance. You know, obviously, uh, we've had Kevin McHale on the show before. We've got some listeners up there in Boston. So everything was great until I got invited two days ago to the Olympic Trials Marathon by Brooks. So what's what's the problem here? The Olympic Marathon tri- Trials are on February 13th. <laughs> And this is on February 14th. You've got a lot of time oh, there. It's not Sunday? I thought the trials were on Sunday. No, they're on Saturday. So they're not the same day. They're not the same day. There's no problem here. I've oh, solved wow. your dilemma. No. Well, I have a different solution to that. Do you still have that Farley wig? <laughs> <laughs> Just get me, a, get me a Farley wig and I'll go I to do. LA. All right. Well, let, let me see if you can. Get, that's a great. That is a great point. Yeah, I, we got it. You know, Rick Wilhelm was on our uh, was on our show. What what show was that, uh, Joanna? Uh, nine? No, nine? no, it wasn't nine. It was one seven. Of the, one of the first first seven. seven. How dare you? How dare you? It was one of the, it was I one think of the it was first ten. Five? I don't know. So so Rick and the good people from Brooks invited me uh, to the marathon trials, and you know, I I it, I already said yes to New Balance mm-hmm. to go to the which I think is going to be a great weekend in Boston. Right. And uh Keith Kelly, one of our buddies from from New Balance has already promised to have 35 Miller Lights ready for me. Right. So, you know, that was a pretty attractive option. Not that I would drink 35 Miller Lights just for the No chance. Not not <laughs> the, yeah. But 3 and you're out. <laughs> right. But he did he did uh tease me with that uh possibility. So, I, I did say yes to New Balance, and then I got that offer. But uh, well, based on my history with you, I'm impressed that you even knew that there was a conflict and didn't just say yes to both of them. I almost, I almost did. Typically, almost when did. we're about ready to start, you're like, uh, you know, we're 15 minutes away right. from starting to record. You're like, oh, guys, actually, I'm at the Kennedy Center. <laughs> right. Good point. Uh, and we'll see if maybe maybe we can get a uh, show liaison uh, to go in my my place there. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't yeah. have plans this year, right. so I'm probably free. Now, uh, one of the reasons why I brought that up, uh, Joanna, is I know you are actually headed to the marathon trials, right? I am, so I'll hang out with Brooks. Okay. All <laughs> right. Well, mate, we got we got two people who could go. Yeah. Who, well, who, one person who's definitely already confirmed going. going. I already have okay. that ticket. Okay. All right. Yeah, what are you doing there for the for the trials? Um. Well, I've never been to LA before. Okay. So I fly out on Thursday. Uh, so I'll spend a couple of days just checking out LA. And then I have a press pass for the day of the race. Fantastic. And there's a, a number of local uh, folks running in the trials, including Chris Kwiatkowski, uh, who was on our program earlier this uh, in 2015. And a, a number, uh, probably four or five, six runners from the DC area. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to give us updates on them, Joanna. I'll do my best. Well, I guess my dilemma is solved. Get you a wig mm-hmm. and see if we can get you on the, the Brooks trip. Okay. That's fair enough. You know, sometimes you throw these things out on the show. Right. You know. It sounds hint, worse hint. in your head. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. Um, maybe somebody at Brooks is listening and uh, they can take action. Well, that's a very strong hint. That is a very strong hint. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. 
All right, well, we'll see what happens there. But uh, thank you both to Brooks and, and New Balance. All right, guys, after the break, we're going to talk to Sterling Noreen and Gary Harrington. These two are going to talk about uh, Run Free. It's a movie that is the true story of Caballo Blanco. And that movie's coming to Arlington on February 17th. We're going to get all the details right after this. And welcome back to the program. Now, guys, we are very excited to be joined by a couple people. Uh, We've got Sterling Noreen. He is the uh, filmmaker of Run Free, the true story of Caballo Blanco. Uh, We also have Gary Harrington, who is promoting the film. And this is uh, a very exciting movie that, that is coming out. When this book came out, it was a national international phenomenon and uh it's it's a thrill to talk to these guys who are uh, made the movie and are promoting the movie uh sterling and gary how you guys doing hey fantastic well thank very you very well thank you thank you so much for for joining us here on uh pace the nation uh on very short notice and you know i i don't know whether you guys know uh that that you know when the book came out you know me as the running store owner it really changed everything about the running industry. I mean, this uh, barefoot running phenomenon, uh, you know, changed everything that we brought into the stores. Uh, and this Caballo Blanco became like a, a folk hero of many of our customers. Yeah, he, he did indeed. And, you know, the, um, the way that I met Micah was I was traveling down in Mexico on my motorcycle in the, the winter, early winter of 2009. And uh, I just happened um, upon the small community of Arique, where the race featured in the book takes place every year in March. Mm-hmm. And the only other person down down there in the village, other American, was Micah True. And since I'm a filmmaker, I had my cameras and I was traveling. Um, he asked me if, if I would film his race. And I didn't know who he was or what the race was, but I stuck around and, and I, I saw it. And I thought, wow, this is really amazing. The world should see what's going on down here that this guy's doing. It's pretty incredible. So I went home, um, you know, thinking about making a film with him about his race, and then two months later, the book came out. Right. And, and, and it, you know, it was brought to the world that way. And the film is Run Free, the true story of Caballo Blanco. Uh, it's coming to Arlington, and it's it's traveling everywhere, but coming to Arlington on February 17th. Gary, where else, uh, where else are you going to have this movie? Uh, the following night, we'll be at the Bird Theater in Richmond, Virginia, and then we're going to be continuing south down into Florida and then uh, finishing up the tour in New Mexico, where we started a year ago uh, around April 1st. That's awesome. So, Sterling, you uh, so you met Micah True, and, and people know him as uh, Caballo Blanco. Kind of tell us about, you know, I, I, I kind of described him as, as this mythical figure. Tell, tell us about how, yeah. what kind of person, how, what was he like? Well, when I first met him, again, I didn't know who he was. Um, it was before the book came out. He was, you know, to me, he was just kind of a, a, a lone, strange, interesting, humble, idealistic gringo runner <laughs> right. hanging out in the middle of the Copper Canyon, in the middle of nowhere. And, and you know, I might have not had that great of a, of a lasting impression had it not been for seeing the race 
that he organized. Uh, when I saw that race and realized, you know, that made me realize that the depth of his commitment. And what is the race for our listeners who maybe didn't read the book? It's uh, it's a 50-mile ultramarathon mm-hmm. that, that takes place in the bottom of the deepest gorge in North America. And it's, uh, it, it's an incredible 50-mile run that goes um, up and down the canyons. And, it, you know, the Tarahumara um, Indian runners come from the surrounding lands. Some of them walk 20, 30, 40 miles just to, to come to this race. And everyone gathers in friendship and fellowship and harmony for several days before the race. And then on race day, they go out and they run 50 miles, and anyone who finishes the race wins 500 pounds of corn. Really? And it's, it's, uh, there's nothing like it anywhere else in the world that, that I have ever seen. And it was just a, a beautiful, incredible celebration and also just testament to, to, to the kind of running that I had never experienced. I knew nothing about ultra running, and nor did I know anything about the Tarahumara and the way that they run, how much it is part of their culture. And it just it, it really, um, you know, left a, a, an impression on me. And I just thought it was really really beautiful and powerful in so many ways and wanted to share it with the world. So explain, so, so obviously Christopher McDougall, you, you mentioned that he's the one who wrote born to run. You mentioned that the book hadn't been out yet. So you did this uh, run free uh, movie uh, just independent of the book then. Is that correct? Yeah. I, um, you know, again, Micah asked me to film the race and I, and I did, this was in 2009. Um, and, you know, went home thinking I might make a, a short video about the race. Yeah. And then the book came out and sort of took the story to the next level. And everyone realized, wow, this is, you know, really becoming something that that is becoming a really big story. And so Micah and I kept in touch over Facebook. And I did make a short video and gave it to him. And he started using it in his talks. He was getting more requests to to appear in person and talk about the Tarahumara and his race, and he would play the video that I made. And together, we just discussed the idea about creating a longer movie about the race. And what the genesis of that was really when he he heard that there was going to be a Hollywood movie made about the book, wow. and he wanted he wanted me to come back down and film his version, the true story about the race before the Hollywood version came out. And so in 2012, I went back down there to, to film the bulk of the material that's in this movie. And it was a good choice that I did that because three weeks later he passed away. Wow. Well, the film was, was just named the winner of the spotlight documentary film award. Uh, it was, that designates it as one of the top, 250 best documentaries made anywhere in the world in 2015, regardless of the subject. So that is that is really cool and pretty fortunate. And and I know Docs, my my co-host here, is really interested kind of in the in the the filmmaking part of it. I just wanted to talk about the the film as it comes to Arlington. You said it's it's playing at the Cinema Draft House. It's playing at the Arlington Draft House in Arlington, um, and it's sponsored sponsored locally by DC Roadrunners. And are uh, tickets available for this now? Uh, yes, tickets are available online. Uh, they're twelve dollars in advance and fifteen dollars at the door the night of the show. Uh, you just need to go to the Arlington Draft House website to uh, purchase tickets. Yeah, and we'll uh, definitely promote that on our uh, our Twitter page uh, at Pace the Nation, of course. And yeah, I bet these uh, tickets are going to go fast. So we'll we'll tweet this out uh, when this uh, show airs on on this Monday. 
so you went back, uh, Sterling. You went back to uh, you went back there in 2012 uh, with the idea of doing a longer film. So the footage is mostly from 2012, or is it was was is there uh, footage yeah, from those, earlier as well? I would say most of it was from 2012. There's some also from from when I met him in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we were just planning on getting started in 2012. It was more to go back and film that year's race and then kind of make a plan about what we were going to do. And it, I mean, we didn't plan that he was going to die a few weeks later. So we just, you know, we got the footage that we got. And then, you know, after after he passed away, we sat on it for a while and thought, you know, what should we do? Is that the end of the project? Or do we tell the story with what we have or, or whatever? And, you know, it was, it was quite a process to, to go through. To, but in the end, we just decided, you know what, we... You know, we just we, we have to do the best job that we can and tell us the best way we can. And, and everyone that knew Micah and knew us supported us and wanted us to tell us their story and share it. And so we, you know, we reached out to his family and got archival family photos from his childhood and super eight home movies and interviewed people that he knew and lived with in Boulder, Colorado, some of his running partners and friends. And so... You know, it's just a process of putting those things together and, and then telling his story. How did the movie evolve um, from what what the original vision was to uh, where you have now? What what you well, what you again, releasing? it was really you know, it's kind of flying by the seat of our hands <laughs> in a way. When we went down in 2012, it was really just to to film that year's race to sort of get back in touch with Micah, get to know him better, and, and really through that process sort of with him come up with a plan of like what we really were going to do. Um, we, you know, we really didn't have a plan at that point. It was just go down there and cover the race as best we could, um, you know, that year, because we, we kind of decided to do that at the last, at the last minute. It was like two months before the race, like, Oh, okay, we'll come down there and we'll spend three weeks with you and film the race. And we'll figure out what we're going to do after that. And it was just, that's just the way it happened. Um, it was just, uh, the whole thing has been very organic. Um, meeting him, you know, I, I never set out to, to look for him. I didn't know who he was. It was just fate yeah. that kind of brought us together. And then going back there in 2012, filming him that year, it was all very organic. Um, and then it, even it continued afterwards with our Kickstarter fundraising campaign. You know, we, we, we never had any official budget for this movie but we knew the support was there and the people were interested so when the time came we reached out to the to the running community and raised uh, enough money to finish the film through kickstarter and and it's just it's continued with gary's film tour that he's organized 100 cities across the usa it's, it's incredible wow a uh, hundred cities across the u.s uh, when did the tour start uh it was about a year yeah. ago in april yeah, April, right after it premiered at the Boston Marathon. Yeah. We, we did the world premiere at the race in Enrique in Mexico, and then we did the U.S. premiere at the Boston Marathon last year. So everybody knows this Micah True character. You know, a lot of people read the book, obviously, and are, will look forward to seeing this film. Um, you know, runners are introverts and, you know, real real loners. It, would that be uh, accurate to describe Micah? You know, Michael was a complicated, if not contradicted, person in a lot of ways. And he definitely was a loner. There's, there's no doubt that. I mean, 
a guy that's not a loner doesn't go right. to the bottom of the Copper Canyon and live with the Tower and Laura, you know. But that said, he was also you know, looking for attention in his own way mm-hmm. to, to build his race. Um, you know, he, he wanted to create a race and he wanted runners to come down there. And he wanted it to be a good race that pitted, you know, the best runners in the world against the, the best runners of all time, the Tower Mara. And, and so he really, you know, looked for, for people to, to come down there, not for his own ego gratification, but more because he felt the Tower Humara deserved um, that respect and they deserved to compete against the best and, and everybody deserved to run with them and that it could be a cross-cultural celebration of running. So he reached out to the, to the, to the world and really tried to get people down there to experience what he himself experienced. Now, did he have any idea that he really helped? I mean, and I don't think I'm overstating it. Kind of revolutionized running, you know. With uh, I guess he ran he ran barefoot or ran in sandals, right? He ran in sandals um, quite a bit, um, yeah. But he, he was I don't think he was he wasn't a barefoot runner. Nobody runs barefoot down there. Right, That's right. Kind of a, a misconception, <laughs> right? That came out of the book. Um, you know, the Tarahumara don't run barefoot. They wear Hirachi sandals because they're, you know, there's too many sharp things down there to, that could really mess your feet up. So, um, but, you know, Mike had, you know, I asked him about the, the whole barefoot running thing, and his response was pretty simple, that it just, it's not what you wear on your feet that's important. It's the fact that you get out the door and you run and you do it. Right. Whatever you wear. And, and that's kind of the message I wanted to keep in the movie. I didn't want to really get distracted by the, technical questions about running and running form and footwear. It's more of the, the spirit behind it that, that I think he represented. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to me because it really did change running and, and the way that even, you know, big time, uh, footwear, uh, designers and, 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 and the, the big brands made shoes. And it was a lot to do, I would say with, uh, you know the story of of the Tara Humara and and Micah Trill. Uh, it's just yeah, in, interesting much, to me very that very much so, and, and barefoot head and vibrant five fingers and all of that. It's all yeah. It was a, it, it was kind of a revolution in the running world. Yeah. Um, so Sterling, you started the project because you met Micah True, but Gary, how did you get involved with this project? Well, I actually met Micah once myself. Also, before the book came out, I was—I just happened to be hiking down in uh, Copper Canyon uh, back in 2008. Now, this is a year before the book came out. And uh, I got off the bus down about the Pulis, and there was this crazy-looking gringos leaning <laughs> against the wall at the bus stop looking for people to hire him as a guide through the canyon. And me and my two buddies had already decided we were going to do a, a do-it-yourself trip, so we turned him down. And uh, lo and behold, the book came out a year later, and uh, I opened up page one, and I go, oh, my God, it's Tamayo Blanco. I could have spent four days with this guy if I just right. hired him. But uh, So I, I missed out on that opportunity. But uh, Maria Walton, who's the executive producer of the film and was uh, Tamayo Blanco's girlfriend at the time of his death, um, she has done a marvelous job along with um, Sterling in uh, keeping uh, Micah's message alive. And I've I've known my uh, I've known Maria for two or three years now, so um, I had let her know that uh, as a film promoter, this is what I do. I take films, adventure films such as this, on the road. 
So when it got time for Sterling and Maria to uh, get their film out there, uh, Maria gave me a call and said, we'd like to have you on board. And it's been just a wonderful trip so far. So how's it gone so far? I mean, you started at the Boston Marathon. Uh, it sounds like it's been received incredibly well, right? It's been oh, an incredible, yeah. incredible year. Yeah, Gary's Gary's taking <laughs> the show on the road, and, and we've had crowds, you know, in excess of 400 people show up at some of our shows. You know, amazing. I've been to a number of them to do question and answers with the audience, which is always really rewarding. Um, we've been in a dozen film festivals around the world, in Europe and Poland, Bulgaria, Peru, won half a dozen awards, um, the Bud Greenspan Award from the Track and Field Writers Association of America, wow. uh, Best Running Film at the Peru Inca Film Fest in Peru, Best Mountain Running Film at Poland Film Festival. Um, so, it's, you know, on all levels, it's been successful um, in a very independent way. You know, again, everything we've done to this point has been grassroots, self-organized, promoted, um, with, you know, which just re really represents the spirit of, of the race and how, how this whole thing came about. Um, and where we're at now is that we're, we're finally online. Mm -hmm. um, the film is available online to, to watch or to rent through different places, Vimeo, iTunes, um, Amazon, at the end of the month. And uh, we've got some other news coming up um, very soon that we can announce, but not yet, about some other distribution things happening. So it's um, it, it's definitely getting out there, and it's been a really fun and rewarding, exciting year for the project. You don't want to break any news on this podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing, nothing yet. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing Fair enough. Yet, other than what I have. Uh, so logistically, you're going down in the canyon, you're taking, you're filming. I mean, how does that work, like getting all the equipment down there, and is that difficult? No, that's a really great question. And, it, you know, my background is that I'm an adventure motorcycle filmmaker. Mm -hmm. I, I, my specialty is making adventure motorcycle travel documentaries where I ride by myself or with other people um, in different countries and travel off the beaten track. And so I'm used to carrying my filmmaking gear on a motorcycle and in, in my panniers and backpacks and bags and, and stuff like that. So that's what I was doing when I met Micah the first time I was making a film about riding solo hmm. on the back roads of Mexico. And I think, you know, when Micah saw me show up on my bike with my camera gear, he, you know, he understood and respected, here's a guy that can, that can get himself in and out of this remote part of Mexico by himself and isn't afraid to travel down there. And I think, you know, he, he respected that. And that's why he asked me to film his, his race for him. So that's kind of the way I, I you know, I do a lot of my projects. Um, it's just that, that sort of style of filmmaking. I had one person that helped me on this project that was kind of an assistant cameraman. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, uh, other than that, it wasn't a big crew or a lot of equipment. It was very... Um, very sort of small scale, and we just we traveled with Micah for three weeks. We we, we lived with him, spent in the same places, ate with him every day, and and just just you know was at his side as he went about the business of doing the things he needed to do to get ready for the race. You know, we had to go around and deliver corn, deliver posted posters and messages, and just all kinds of details, getting things ready. And you know, we traveled hundreds of miles through the canyons with him. Um, interacting with the Tower of Mara and, and then you know leading up to the race itself. 
I think Micah would appreciate the way I'm doing the tour as yeah. well. I'm going city to city to city in my van. Yeah, so that's I've awesome. Been, uh, living in my van for pretty much the last six, eight months now as I've been on tour. Uh, it it really yeah. yeah that is it's an amazing leap of faith that both I mean just making this documentary you had no idea what you were going to get but you just decided to go down there and then especially the the fact that he passes away shortly thereafter I mean this thing timing wise it's just it's incredible how this all came together yeah it really was it's been uh, like one of those projects that you could as a documentary filmmaker you know you just spend your whole life wishing you yeah. could have a project like this to, to sink your teeth into. And then, you know, I, I had that feeling, of, you know, as soon as the book came out, I realized, like, wow, this is a really a, a, a big story, you know, and I, and I have to stick it out. I have to follow it, see where it goes, and really, you know, just be committed to it and not give up and, and, and do my best. And, you know, there were any number of, of, of roadblocks or detours that, that I could have let go along the way and sometimes wanted to. Yeah. Um, all sorts of, you know, challenges and difficulties on every level that were trying to stop me from getting this project done. But somehow I knew after, you know, meeting Micah just from the beginning that it's like, no, I have to stick with this and, and do it in the right right way and in the right spirit um, because it just needed to be done that way. Well, it's it sounds like an amazing. I can't wait to to be there. It's Wednesday, February seventeenth at the Arlington Draft House. It's run free. The true story of Cabala Blanco coming to Arlington on February seventeenth. And also, guys, the uh, some of the proceeds will go back to the benefit the Tarahumara and Co- uh, the Copper Canyon. So that's that, that's a really cool thing as well. And tickets are only uh, twelve bucks. They'll be fifteen dollars at the door, but I would imagine. If you wait for uh, the tickets at the door, it's probably going to be sold out. I would, I would bet. Uh, so, guys, this is this is awesome. I, I really appreciate you both joining us on such short notice. Um, it, it, it sounds like a really inspiring documentary, and I can't wait to see it. Hey, thanks for all your support. Um, it's really good to talk to you. I'm I'm on the road right now, like Gary, in my van, heading back <laughs> down to Mexico. I mean, I was. Ever since I went there and met Mike, I've been so inspired with Mexico that I'm going back there now to spend a month down there. And uh, appreciate all your support. Well, really I, 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 I seriously, yeah, I really we And say that website again, Sterling. It's runfreemovie.com. Runfreemovie.com and Sterling, I really appreciate you taking the time. Gary, I appreciate you taking the time and setting it up. Setting it up. It's Sterling Noreen and it's Gary Harrington. Thanks a lot, fellas. Thank you. You got it. Take care. All right, that's Sterling Noreen and Gary Harrington, and we're going to take a quick break and be right back on Pace the Nation. Welcome back to the program. Thank you again to Sterling Noreen and Gary Harrington for joining us. I thought that was a good interview. Yeah, it sounds like a really cool movie. Yeah. Do you have tickets? I am. I am seriously. I'm after this. Uh, after just talking to them, I'm going to get tickets for all three of us. All three of us. We will go as a show. Yes. February seventeenth. We'll be back from. Are the you going to be back Indoors from LA? Games. Yeah, I come back on the fourteenth, and you'll be back from perfect. on the fourteenth. Mm-hmm. All right, perfect. So we'll 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 go as a show, and I guess 
you know, we better get our tickets soon because I'm sure this is going to sell out quickly. Dude, let's buy our tickets before we post the show okay. so that we get a competitive advantage over our listeners. Good point. Good yeah. thinking, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. once the show posts, it's yeah. all over for it. Uh, but no, that was uh, very interesting uh, to, to, to talk to those guys about uh, the movie that, that will be here on February 17th and uh, the Arlington Cement Draft House then heads to Richmond the next day. So get your tickets or you're going to have to make a road trip to Richmond, which Docs does rel- uh, relatively uh, often. In, in right. Uh, we can carpool. We can, <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to do that. Carpool with, with, with uh, you? Not after the argument you I'm and not, I just got into. I'm not talking about you and me carpooling. I'm talking to our listeners. I, I know. I know. We did kind of get in a little bit of an argument, but that's, yeah. That's if you not. if you if you subscribe to the pay version yeah. of the show, you can listen. I to apologized. It. I apologized. You I, did. I don't. I didn't hear it. I, I well, I officially apologize. I, I recognized in your face that you had regret, <laughs> but I didn't hear an apology. All right, Joanna, you had a couple <laughs> stories for us uh, as we move on here. A couple stories this week. What you got? Okay, so um, there's actually there's two stories sort of within one, and this is all in my uh, Sunday evening run. Okay. So, you know, I don't really like running at night, but uh, last Sunday my schedule was such that that was the only time I could get my long run in. Redskins game, I'm sure. You were <laughs> yeah, gotta riveted. Watch, <laughs> I mean, gotta watch those Redskins. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. get your run in early uh, tomorrow because uh, the game is at 445. So okay, I'm plenty sure of time. You, I'm sure you knew. I'm sure you knew <laughs> that. But okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, not because I care about the Redskins. No, I know. All right, go go ahead. Um, okay, so at uh, five o'clock on Sunday, I leave to go for my long run, and I'm gone for about two hours. And I'm coming up First Street, and I see this grown adult male who's seemingly very normal, just skipping down the block. Was it docs? <laughs> and it wasn't just like one or two skips. He was full on whole block skipping down the block with this very gleeful smile on his weird. face. Yeah. Okay. So that was a little eerie. Was it for exercise or was it, was he just, you know, I think he, he was just happy. Buy was a lottery a, ticket. And was there a soundtrack? Envision himself winning. Um, like singing or humming. Or he wasn't whistling. humming and he didn't have earbuds in. So I think mm-hmm. he just, he was just having a great evening. Okay. Wow. Um, so I see this guy and then I turn the corner onto my block and, uh, I live kind of, um, halfway in the middle of my block. And so when I turn the corner, I see Luigi's tail wagging down the block. So I think maybe one of my roommates let him out to, to go to the bathroom in our front lawn. So as I get closer, I see him go up the steps. I'm like, Oh, he must be, you know, somebody must be watching him from the front porch. But then I realize that he's on the porch of the house next door to me and he's with a strange person. So as I get closer, I hear this strange person asking my neighbors if they know whose dog this is. Uh-oh. And my neighbors say that they've never seen this dog in their life before. And then this guy takes my dog and starts leading him into a car that's parked in front of my house. So Stealing your dog. Stealing my dog. But not purposely. He thinks he's doing a is good thing. Is this related to the skipping guy or no? No, no. That, this is totally separate. Yeah, totally separate. Okay. Um, sorry, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't yeah, have put you that. Transition very quickly into this dog theft. Okay. And, so, and we know about Farley's attention span. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't mean to confuse you. Uh, go ahead. So, um, as I so I see this happening, and I, um, I there's a noise I make that Luigi responds to. So I, I make this. What's noise. the noise? Make it. It's just a. Click. Oh no! Don't do it because uh, then this guy might be a listener and might <laughs> successfully steal her dog yeah, next point. time. Yeah, don't make that noise. Yeah. Um, I actually do it to my staff sometimes too when they're like in my <laughs> way and I want them to move. It's it's anyway. So what's more effective, the dog or the staff? Um, Who actually, responds better? They both respond oh, very both well. well. Good. Okay. Um, so I make this noise and Luigi comes running over to me and. And then this guy is telling me about how he just found this dog just like running around in the street and they can't figure out who it belongs to. So he, he's like telling me this long explanation of why he has this dog. And then I go, OK, well, it's my dog. And then this guy in the car starts yelling about how they found this dog running around in the street and like, what kind of dog owner am I? And like, wow. where did he come from? So I look at my front door and I realize that my front door is just like it's really windy on Sunday night. So it's just blowing open and shut. And so Luigi must have just gone outside. And so then I'm like, well, I definitely locked the door and I left like two hours ago. So then this guy in the car is like, well, did somebody break? into your house he's like i think you should call the police so i think that this is escalating to a point that we don't really need to get to so i was like okay well i'm just gonna send the dog in first to see if somebody broke into the house and then the guy in the car goes don't you think there's a reason he ran out of your house wow (laughs) so then he's like well i'm gonna call the police and i think he's calling the police on me for being like a bad dog owner (laughs) so i like just grab luigi by the collar and we just like exit the situation like go into the house but what 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 did they do they checked one house and they're like well we did all we could we're gonna it's our dog now well and i don't understand why they're trying to get back in the car after checking with your your neighbors who apparently uh well they're gonna take the dog to the pound or something i'm sure well luigi is an adorable dog he's very sweet so i'm sure that they were like oh great dog yeah Gotcha. Um, but I am very mad at my neighbors because that very morning, Luigi and I were on our back porch with um, the alley cat that I feed, and the that neighbor came up their stairs and saw Luigi and I, and we had a conversation about the renovation of their bathroom. So mm-hmm. they know where that dog came from. Mm-hmm. But maybe they don't like your dog. How can you not like Luigi? Well, maybe they think it's the other dog in your house. Oh, it could they could think it's Toki. Toki barks a lot, so maybe they just wanted to get rid of the barking dog. Well, maybe Probably, they, this is courtroom drama. We're trying to we're trying to <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe they're just weird. I don't know. Well, I won't disagree with yeah. that. That's a that is uh well, yeah, you know I do love courtroom drama. So, <laughs> I learned at the end yeah. of this evening that I can never run in the evening. Okay. Because bad things happen. Okay. That's that's uh, a conclusion. (laughs) I would I would uh, I would say that that's more coincidental, but that's just. But wait a minute. Yeah. You think a grown man skipping down the street, the full length of the street, is a bad thing to happen? Well, I I thought that it was really funny, and I couldn't wait to go home and tell my roommates about it. But then my roommates left the door open, and my dog almost disappeared. So. Mm -hmm, Right. You weren't really happy with So it's like not bad things happen. One bad thing happened. One really bad thing happened. But haven't you also been like sexually assaulted on like morning runs? Right. Oh. Good point. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't the guy with the machete on a morning run? Let's not like. Yeah, that wasn't the morning. Let's not kill evening runs here. Dots and I do run (laughs) evening runs. Although I've been my my New Year's resolution. I've been running a little bit more in the morning. How are those New Year's resolutions going? Yeah. Gamble Jet? Yeah, I have. I've got uh, Good for you. $100 on the Cavs to win it all. So would you well, have that any... Was, that's a th- throw yeah, that one away. Th- yeah, do you have any money on the game tomorrow? I do not. I do not. And uh, as for... Not for, directly. 
for everybody who's uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, for everybody who uh, hasn't listened to the uh, New Year's resolution show, one of my New Year's resolutions was to gamble a little bit more, and uh, I'm trying to gamble a little bit more. And I, I did put some money, I, you know, all legally. I, I like to go to the casino. Get myself a ticket. You know, this isn't like gambling uh, online or anything like right. that. Right. You don't have you don't have a bookie. No, I don't have a bookie. As far as the show online. is concerned. No, I don't. I actually don't. I go to gamble. Went to the Bahamas, gambled there, mm-hmm. put a hundred dollars on the, the the Cavaliers to win it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you're right through that a hundred dollars away. And then put a hundred dollars on the caps to win it all as well. Mm-hmm. Which is looking good. Yeah, because they are historically great in the playoffs. All right. So your game tomorrow? Game tomorrow. Yeah. Very excited. I'll be going to the game. Uh, I got to thank Linda Kennedy. She is she is a big time, long time Redskins fan. So she got me and Julie tickets, and I can't wait. Uh, yeah, four forty five tomorrow afternoon. Uh, if we win, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a good show next week. If we don't win. I'm all in. I'm, should I'm I just not? Should I not come to the show next week? Uh, yeah, you might not want. To. How bad we do a show without Farley? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm emotionally invested. I I've totally put myself. So what? Did, wait, what day is today? Today's today is Saturday uh, night. Yeah, Saturday January night. 9th, and you're already out on your your New Year's resolution of don't let the local sports teams. Right, 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 right. Well, just the, this, yeah, affect my mood. But yeah. the, just this 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 one playoff game, I'll let this. This is the. It's exception. a time. There's timeout. Yeah, it's a timeout. Right. This will be the one that that allows me to. I, I can go back to my old ways of, of getting totally emotionally, uh, totally emotionally, uh, into the game and. If they lose, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. When they do lose, because they're not winning the Super Bowl. When they when they do lose, it is gonna be rough. So that was one story. Or was that two stories? Well, it was kind of two stories okay. rolled into With one. The, she said skipper. two into one. Okay. Yeah. yeah gotcha. I mean, I do have another um, thing that's been on my mind lately. Yeah, please. Mm. So it's about three and a half miles from my house to Navy Yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes I work from open to close, and it's kind of a long day to leave Luigi alone. So Luigi and I will walk to work, and then we'll walk home from to work. And the quickest way is to walk um, in front of the Capitol, so like across the Capitol lawn. Right, and I always feel a little bit weird about walking Luigi across Capilon because I've never seen any other dogs there before. Yeah, but this is okay, right? Well, as as uh, former know. Park Service uh, <laughs> members, right, uh, we would be the right people to ask I on don't this know. topic. I, don't, I, I actually, I've never seen any signs. I don't think you should. I don't think you. You know, I. You know, I don't know if you see any signs of of running in Arlington National Cemetery either, but. You can't do that. Well, it says no recreation. There are signs. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if there's any signs in when I go to the dog park that say you can't eat in the dog park, but I don't see anybody eating at the dog park. Well, okay. I mean, I, I just well, Farley's, do that Farley's point is like you don't have to put up a sign if it's to, common yeah, sense. Exactly. Common sense. And stuff. common sense says that you shouldn't bring your stolen dog across <laughs> the uh, right. parkland. Yeah, parkland. Yeah. But I brought him to... Um, I brought him to East Potomac Park that one time for the race, and there's other dogs there. So what I'm hearing is that if everybody else is doing it, it's okay for you to do it. That's that's your... Well, basically, I'm going to walk my dog across that lawn because it's mm-hmm. the quickest way to get to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't, I guess, really matter what other people say. I'm uh-huh. just going to do that. Like, Farley is still going to say that he ran however many marathons 20, 20 consecutive sub three hour marathons yep. yeah. every year since 99 yeah, yeah with an asterisk yep. on no 2005 asterisk. yeah 
Yeah, no, no asterisks. Uh, yeah, so I'm basically just going to walk Luigi across the lawn, but sometimes I feel a little weird about it. And if you get caught, you could be like, well, Farley didn't run all those marathons, <laughs> so I don't know why you're giving me heat. Uh, this show, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey. All right, Joanna, it's your turn for the Tweets of the Week. But before we get to that, mm. we have a uh, very special gift, I guess. No. What we have is we have mail that came to the Clarendon store f- yep. addressed to the show. You can always... We don't know what it is because we haven't, we we haven't, haven't opened, opened it yet. You can always uh, tweet the show, of course, at Pace the Nation and get in touch with us through snail mail. You can send it to uh, 3100 Clarendon Boulevard, Arlington, Virginia, 22201. And that's what Kevin King did. He sent us a uh, snail mail envelope. And I am currently... We literally have not opened this yet. And um, he's got a self-addressed envelope in there. Okay. Labeled Kevin King. I'm, I'm passing it around here. Okay. Kevin King. Yep. He Super sent a, a self-addressed uh, pre-stamped Stamp. envelope. Yep. Okay. And then there's just a note in it. And it's and it's addressed it, the return address is to Kevin King, Pace the Nation Superfan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. And then he wrote us a note here. Hey at Jatorius DC, at Run Pacer, at Wayme Docs, using all our Twitter handles. Mm-hmm. This seemed like the right way, right way being in quotes, to get my hands on some Pace the Nation stickers. The old school SAS. What's a SAS? I don't know. You probably you don't read well. S dot A dot S dot E dot. Oh, self-addressed uh, stamped envelope. Gotcha. What? Joanna is banging her head on the table. What? Happy New Year. Keep up the great work at K Daddy. Thank you, K Daddy. This is funny because when I met Kevin King yesterday, I, I was actually distraught that I didn't have any stickers to give him. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, it goes to show what you guys know. I gave him stickers yesterday. You did? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're not mailing him anything. Well, actually, actually, you already sent us the envelope. Actually, you can rip the stamp off and use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I didn't give him stickers. I gave him sticker. Oh, you gave oh, him. Oh, so let's so, give him some, okay. a few. You still have them? Yeah, I do. Can, can you take care of that? Mm-hmm. All right. So well, if you want some stickers, if you want some stickers, give us a SAS, which is an S A S E self-addressed stamped envelope, and we'll mail you some 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 stickers. Uh, thank you, King. King, super fan. Uh, stickers are coming your way at K Daddy. I'm gonna. Uh, this reminded me of. Uh, did you ever write people when like famous people when you were younger uh, to get signatures never, or never anything? Did that. No. Yeah, well, actually, like baseball, baseball players. players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. you you had to include a self-addressed. Right. Envelope. So that's what yeah. I, I thought he was going to ask for. Our signature. Okay. So, so Farley, we, we wrote baseball players. Who did yeah, Joanna who did write? write? Before uh, you answer, Farley, what's your guess? Let me guess. Uh, she, she was probably like a um, – she was like an author fan. She was probably like uh, – I don't know. Someone like a – Probably Mark Twain. No, I don't think it was a lie. <laughs> something to Mark Twain. Like a John, she was a John Grisham type, you know, courtroom, oh, courtroom drama. No. So you'd send John Grisham. I actually don't think I've ever read a John Grisham book They're before. They're pretty good. So then how can you be so judgy? Yeah. I'm not. All right. Maybe that's not your author of choice. Um, Who did I'm, Fifty Shades of Grey? 
Oh my god. <laughs> no? I don't know. Is that I'm going to end that. I'm going to end know. that line of um, I, I don't thinking right now because yeah, okay. I did not ever write any authors when okay. I was a kid. I only uh-huh. wrote one piece of fan mail. Okay. Do you still want to keep guessing who it was? Uh, not an author apparently. Was it uh, somebody in the television political figure? No, she wasn't um, it was not a political figure. Was not. Not television or movies? No. How old were you? Um, I was in sixth grade. Okay. And you sixth said grade. not political? Not political. Mm. I was going to guess uh, Ginsburg. I don't know who Ginsburg is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's right. awesome. Right. Okay. Who was it? Christy Yamaguchi. That's a skater? skater? Figure yeah, skater. Figure skater. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That passes. And she did send me um, a, a signed picture of her. Wow. And where is it now? Um, it 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 is in my storage closet in my parents' house. All right. I have a lot of junk there. My parents can attest to that. Mm-hmm. But it's all organized. I know it's in there. All right. Uh, you can tweet us at Pace the Nation, <laughs> um, and Joanna reads the best tweets of the week every week. What do you got? Um, so we'll start this week off with our listeners' New Year's resolutions. So some people did tweet in uh, what they're going to do in 2016. Um, so Midpack Biped said, inspired by that woman in the bar, broke 2,000 miles in 2013, time to do it again. So he'll be trying to run 2,000 miles in 2016. So Nancy, so, loyal listener Nancy, is trying to run 2,016 miles. Which is going to be more than Midpack Biped by yeah. 16 miles. Yeah, so we're trying to track her down and get uh, get get uh, updated on how that's going for her. So Nancy, I'm going to continue <clears throat> to harass you on email. Um, Satya Morthy resolved to eat uh, more than four salads per week and more veg- vegetables overall. Goal to run every race on my calendar without injury. That's a good goal. I like Strong the salads. Goals. I like salads. I usually put chicken in my salads, and I don't like dressing. I usually just do oil, and I like uh, I like spinach lettuce. All right, so <laughs> we'll... I, do. I do like spinach lettuce. We'll, we'll, we'll let Rachel Ray know. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, Andrea R. said that her resolutions are to run smarter, avoid idle speculation, run stronger, and PR at something. I like the avoid idle speculation. Mm-hmm. I think that means like don't get caught up in what people are saying. Don't worry about you know the the uh, the William Docks of the world who are you know. <laughs> no, uh, I don't want to take a shot at you for that because that's not what you do. Uh, don't get caught up in the gossipers of the world. I think that's what she means there. I think that's a smart piece of advice. Um, Annie Hughes also had a really good resolution, although it was for Run Pacer. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that Run Pacer should resolve to bring more snacks for myself and Willie Docks. Oh, let's vote on this one. Yeah. All in favor, say aye. 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 Yeah. Aye. <clears throat> All opposed, say I, nay. Nay. <laughs> two to one. This, the uh, resolution passes two to one. All right. Well, I did bring food for myself today. Maybe I can think of you guys next time. Yeah, that was awesome when you guys both showed up with food for yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then Peter B. Russo also had some New Year's resolutions to drink less beer, eat more veggies, exercise regularly, and run 12 5Ks. So he's going to try okay. to run a 5K a month. Come down to D.C. and... Uh, oh, I have an idea. He should start with the 5K Super Bowl Sunday. 
His Super Bowl Sunday is going to be very busy watching the Packers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, that that's a that's a shot. That's a good one, Joanna. Um, of course, the Super Bowl Sunday race that you're talking about is the first down, first down five k. So wow, that was that was a shot. All right, so Farley's out for the rest of the show. <laughs> wow, that's good feedback on the New Year's resolutions. And I know we talked about our own resolutions for the hosts. Mm-hmm. Oh right, mm-hmm. maybe the show should have some New Year's resolutions. Do you have suggestions? I do have some suggestions. Oh, and also, I, I kind of when we were listening to the to the playback, I, I kind of regretted that Farley didn't have any podcast specific New Year's resolutions besides the snacks. Well, I know what I need to do is show up on time more frequently, book guests earlier, maybe bring some more snacks. Yeah, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't resolve to do that because I know those are things I should do. Okay. What 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 do you, what do you think the show like the show not not the hosts but the show resolution should be? As an example, I was thinking like the show should should have a resolution to gain more listeners, and the show should have the resolution to have more fun events, and okay. to in 2016 start the Pace of the Nation fun runs. Mm-hmm. I like those. Those are those are all good. I think you've already got this covered. Yeah. Anything think, else? Yeah, anything else you got? I, I mean, think the show should resolve to have the other two hosts do more work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't like the last one. I like the first two, though. Those first right. ones were good. It's good. Um, okay. So as you will remember, this is going back to the week of Christmas. We didn't have a show that week. Our one break in the year. Our one break in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nicholas Blake had to point that out. So he said, this week is a dead zone for podcasts. And then he asked, where are you? Serial, pace the nation, reply all, force cast. At least Men in Blazers is around. Those are probably the five most popular podcasts on iTunes. <laughs> and pace the nation is one of them. Well, I assume, right? Yeah, I, I agree. It's been a while since I've looked at the podcast rankings on iTunes. So I'm just <laughs> guessing that those are the five most popular. And yeah, we're, we're definitely up there. I'm, I'm with you. We don't need to fact check that. Um, I was really uh, happy to be included in such a great list of podcasts. No, I agree. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've listened to one show of those Men in Blazers. Those guys are good. Men in Blazers are my heroes. They're, really They're great. They're great. So you guys remember that Satya sent me a book in the mail, mm-hmm. um, which was really awesome. And I love that book. So Satya tweeted in, I have books for Run Pacer and William E. Docs that I've been meaning to mail since I missed happy hours. So I guess you guys have books coming to you. Nice. If if those have not been sent in the mail yet, I would recommend that they be delivered to the Navy Yard store. Mm. Uh, based on the fan mail that we received today with such delay when it was sent to the Clarendon store, a.k.a. Farley's store. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, think that, I was waiting for it to, to announce on the show. I'm just saying, I, it, I could be wrong on okay. this, but probably if it's sent to the Navy Yard, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> Uh, you, there's some truth to that. And if you're sending a book, maybe send me an audio book. I think that's good advice, too. <laughs> or a comic book. No, no, I'm not into comic books. Come on, now. You know that. I'm not into Actually, yeah, that is true. I'm not into Star Wars. And all well, I was just thinking of... Uh, was Star Wars a comic book? I don't know. Ish. I, I was just thinking of like something with pictures. Yeah, fine. But comic book's not it. There's a lot of great graphic novels out there. I know. 
Um, okay, so on the last podcast, we talked about how my brother keeps his house very cold. And so he tweeted in to say, we keep the house at a regionally appropriate temperature because we care about the environment. He's cheap. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's just, he, it's he honestly, though, does not get cold. It's a lie. So I remember, I remember. Everybody says the environment. It's just code word. I'm cheap. <laughs> it is. I mean, I know how this works. I can't I mean, believe you're calling my brother chief on the no, podcast. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm guilty of it too. I'm, I'm, we've done it at the store many times, you know. Um, but he honestly doesn't. Not many times, maybe a time or two, I should say. Right. Yeah, you're telling right. people not right. to come to the store because it'll be cold. No, 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 not because it's cold. I'm just saying for other reasons. You know, people use the environment as like this. I'm just being honest here. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Good for you. Um, I also think that he's kind of poking fun at people who do care about the environment because my brother doesn't really care for tree huggers very right. much. Yeah. Um, I also want to make a correction about the last show and my brother's title as best gift giver. Um, I neglected to mention that he did also give me a really awesome bracelet for Christmas that has a sailor's knot on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you remember that after the show or, or did yeah, you get a text message? Um, it, the memory came back to me. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm I'm really picky about jewelry. And this Christmas, I actually got two pieces of really nice jewelry that I like a lot. So my family did a good job. Way to go, Brother Russo. Yeah. Oh, Chris Webb also said that he just binged on the last five episodes. Uh, he's all caught up. And then he said, run pacer, there's... A lot of courtroom drama in Game of Thrones. Well, hashtag. No, hashtag. No. I demand a trial by combat. Farley, do you, Farley, do you know what a uh, trial by combat is? Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't I'm not going to watch Game of Thrones. It's how we're going to start deciding things around here. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What does it mean? What What is trial by combat? What do we have to mm-hmm. get into fisticuffs to decide things? Well, is that what it means? Trial by combat is, is when two people square off and okay. the the winner is the person who's not dead at the end of it. I'll be honest with you. Game of Thrones is probably the there's I'm the, the least likely show I'd ever watch, I think. I, I think that everybody who's trying to encourage Farley to watch Game of Thrones doesn't understand him. There's about 250 characters in the show yeah. there's zero percent chance that you're going to follow the follow the story yeah no there's no chance well speaking of shows how is making a murderer going I, you know what i came in here and i trumpeted it as a great show that everybody needs to go out and watch and i haven't watched one since i just been too busy but uh i hear you've been watching it I'm yeah glad i turned you on to it it was good, right? It was good. Yeah. I, I encourage our list. It's such a phenomenon right now. I just feel like everyone's talking about it. Like yeah. every customer that comes in the store talks about it, mostly because I bring it up, but everyone's <laughs> seen it. So, Docs, have you seen it? No, I'm I'm watching something else right now. And when I finish what you, watching What are you that, watching? I'm interested in that. What are you watching? I'm watching Orange is the New Black. Oh, what season are you on? The last one. Okay. That's a good show, right? The, I think the first two seasons were really good. Yeah, I don't know why that doesn't. That seems more my speed, but I don't know why that doesn't. I think you would like that one. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'll check that out next after making a murder. All right. So, like, next year we'll check in and see yeah. how your progress <laughs> yeah, is you. going. Well, well he's, he's binge listening. <laughs> yeah, he's that's, your, that's your tweets of the week. Again, you can always tweet us at Pace the Nation. Uh, if you, uh, you know, be nice to Joanna. She'll read them on the, on the show. So come into Navy Yard and say hi to her and... 
uh, Ooh, speaking of people, speaking of people that that came on. in and said hello to me, Chris Jatan came in the store this week. Yes, he did. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be a big day for him as well. You should you should gamble with him on the game like tomorrow, that. Farley. I like that. I will, uh, but not money because you do right. everything on the up and up unless right. you're in a sports book. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll text so him a friendly wager. A friendly wager of I don't know. Uh, Joanna, what should they bet? A race or something? I don't know. Oh, yeah, you could do a maybe, race. Maybe, maybe the loser has to um, work. Well, I thought that bet. you were just going to give Chris Jaton an entry into a Pacers race because you were already... Great idea. Already yeah. conceding <laughs> that the Redskins are going to lose. Yeah, no. <laughs> if the Redskins lose, Jaton gets a free entry into the oh, race of his choice. How about... How about uh, a great idea. How about he has to run the race and then who's paying the entry is what you're betting. That's a great that's a great uh, bet. I like it. All right, so you know whether you know it or not, Chris. <laughs> You're involved in a bet. You're involved in a bet. Go Redskins. Go Pack. All right, guys. This week in the news, big stories here. I'm going to start with uh, some of the top stories from 2015, and I'm going to give you guys the chance to tell me what story you want uh, me to tell. I mean, based on all the information we've been given up to this point? No, Doc, just based on the, the, the tease of uh, the story here. So you're going to so tell us, tell, explain to us how this game is going to work. I'm going to give work. you a headline, and you're going to mm-hmm. let me know. I'm going to give you eight headlines. You're going to let me know which one you want me to read. Can we only pick one? You can only pick one. Do, and do we have to agree? Yeah, I think so. All right, Joanna, trial by combat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A 570-pound uh, man runs 25Ks this year, then loses 100 pounds. Boston Smoocher looks for Mystery Wellesley Man. Uh, Chicago Marathon writes a personal ad on his back. Scott Yurick breaks the Appalachian Trail through hike record. The dad who led the Boston Marathon. Oh, Mike Rossi. <laughs> woman with terminal illness runs her last marathon. Man competes 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 states. And the questionable Pennsylvania dad who qualified for Boston. Which one do you guys want to hear? Okay, well, let's talk it out for a minute. I mean, we're eliminating the the Boston Marathon guy. Yeah, right. yeah. My least favorite uh, story of the year. We've already given him too much uh, airtime <laughs> yeah. on this show. Yep. Well, True. that's show number th- that's one. A, actually, well, that's a different guy. No, 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 no. This is the this is the guy. No, this is from show number. There were two one. Boston Marathon stories. Yeah. In yes. that one was the guy who was leading, and the second one oh, okay. was the guy who cheated to get in. Okay. Are they both from Pennsylvania? Uh, I, will I thought the, the first guy was from I Texas. I will do the fact-checking. Well, yeah, it was from Texas. Because Mike Rossi, the Lehigh Valley cheater, maybe cheater, is from Pennsylvania. Correct. This general, this other guy, Derek York, is from Texas. Okay. So we did a really good job avoiding talking about these <laughs> right, guys. Right, right, right. So, uh, well done. Right. Job well done. Um, the 50 Ironman in 50 days in 50 states, how is that even possible? Maybe they weren't. Were they all uh, like big races? Because I know sometimes when people do those marathon things, they run twenty six point two miles, but it's not in a race. Is that the story you want me to tell you? 
Well, I, I mean, I just, I, I don't know that I want to waste our time on this because it doesn't really seem possible. All right. Well, I could let you know. I could give you the details. Full Iron Man's? I could give you the details. Hey, this is this is time for me and Joanna to decide which <laughs> which story we want without killing each other. So, what are you leaning towards? You got the terminal illness marathoner. You got Scott Jurek. You've got the personal ad on the guy's back and the Chicago I didn't marathon. hear about that one. Personal ad on the guy's back. I think put it put that out. Yeah, they're not, they're not paying us to do this. I mean, Boston Smoocher looks for Mystery Wellesley man. Mm-hmm. 570-pound man, loses 100 pounds. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but we already talked to Josh. <laughs> he wasn't 570 pounds. Yeah, he's our- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Josh, tweet us and let us know what you think of that. At Joe Torres Well, DC. I'm just saying that we've already heard a similar no, I, I story from I somebody you. that you no, know, we know. I got you. I called your brother a cheapskate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> There's no boundaries on yeah, this show. Apparently not. All right, so so what do you think? Um, I guess we can talk about the triathlon. Okay, man competes 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 states. How long does it take to recover from 50 Ironmans in 50 states in 50 days? According to one person, who, there's only one person who can answer that, James Lawrence. It took him about four months. He finished the feed on July 25th, took six weeks off of complete rest, then got back into his normal routine. Wait, it took him four months to recover, right? Is what they're saying. Okay, I thought you meant four months to... 50 days in four months. No, it took him four months to recover. Um, he raised $70,000 along the way oh, that's cool. for the James Oliver Food Foundation. Uh, and he just wanted to, to see if it could be done. Uh, so I he, guess he proved you wrong, Docs. He, he competed, you know, 40 official Ironman triathlons before that and then just went out after it I, I don't know how you afford to actually travel and do all these things in 50 straight days but well come tomorrow we'll be able to afford that <laughs> after we hit that powerball that's yeah your point by yeah. the way this is our last show <laughs> <laughs> well we would still do the show if we hit the powerball we'd still do the show we might yeah. have more time to do the show <laughs> that's true yeah. that's a good point and also, we might have better equipment too also, so Farley made clear earlier this week that uh, no money would be uh, afforded to the equipment. No. So if I win, Joanna and I are going to have better microphones, but Farley's <laughs> going to keep that right. cheap cheap piece of junk here. Uh, this, this story I thought was interesting. The second story on in the news here. Jogger Jewel Thief Strikes Again. Woman Wanted in a string of jewelry heists across the South has hit our six stores for millions upon millions of dollars. Almost $4 million. Does it say in that article that she's very particular about her jewelry? <laughs> uh, it doesn't say that. Uh, but the woman, uh, the woman, the FBI is identifying as the jogging jeweler mm-hmm. thief. Uh, what are they calling her? Jogging jeweler thief. I think the FBI could do a little bit better with the uh, nickname. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I think you, they you should talk to them. I don't know. I, I'll I'll give them a buzz and tell them that maybe they should workshop that and come up with something <laughs> cooler. This is I'm showing you guys a picture of the jogging jeweler thief. So she comes in, she's uh, a runner's frame, five eight, hundred and twenty, hundred thirty pounds. Joanna, how tall are 20 you? Twenty to, but she's about the same. I'm, I am five eight. Um, you know, she's dude. Uh, what's the reward? Skip yeah. to the reward. <laughs> yeah. She's in her late twenties or early thirties. Oh man. Um, she. She apparently goes in. I mean, an attractive woman here. I mean, would you have thought this would have been 
a uh, a, a thief and. I want to know how she does this. Let's yeah. So uh, you can see her there. She always comes in workout clothes, like jogging uh-huh. attire. Nice uh, dry fit uh, tank top there. As she <laughs> Do you sell that at the cases, store? <laughs> as she cases the joint here. No, apparently she comes in. And this is not funny. She comes in, uh, looks innocent. And at gunpoint, uh, she takes all the employees in the back, zip ties their hands together. And then just goes and steals most everything out of the uh, out of the the jewelry cases. So she's running with a gun. She's running. That's dangerous. With gun. We, yeah. we, this, we should take a, a moment to, to uh, <laughs> encourage our listeners not to run with guns. Yeah, well, that's very dangerous. She. So she then is. she she jogs away. Yeah, I, I, apparently she jogs away, and the fact that she's not wearing a mask or anything. I mean, her face is plain. This. I mean. They, they, go, Maybe they, that is a mask. You gotta think they're gonna catch her by Didn't the you next ever show. See Mission Impossible. Probably not. That's true. It's late, and I forgot yeah. who I was uh, yeah. talking to. No, I, I. But so, how many places has she robbed? She's hit six. Six for almost four million dollars worth of uh, jewelry. Wow, dude, we're pod, we're, podcasting is the wrong gig. <laughs> I know. What? What? Uh, all in the same area? Or yeah, it's been. Uh, she's hit Tennessee. She's hit South Carolina. She's hit Panama City Beach, Florida. Well, that's like a spread out area. Yeah. In, in Georgia. I mean, it's all <laughs> south of here. So I think you're off the hook. Joanna. Again, I, again, I forgot about the who I'm talking to. Ge- Geographic. <laughs> yeah. Geographically challenged yeah. Farley. Yeah. Well, anyways. I, I think they're all in the same neighborhood, those Tennessee, <laughs> Georgia, South Carolina, no, 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 Panama not. City. They're, they're south of here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So it's the jogging jewel thief. Uh, but I bet she'll got, be caught by next week. I don't know, man. I'll keep if you guys posted. And it sounds like if, if if she's going in that order, she's probably already in the Caribbean by now. Like you Panama think, City was probably her her last maybe. job. I don't know if that was. And maybe she she's coming across north the state, to North Carolina. Maybe she's coming here to DC next. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I'll keep you posted. I, you yeah, I, it's a great story. Yeah, jogging jewel thief. I, I don't need, mean to make fun of it. It sounds awful. Um, oh, so we're not allowed to like no. cheer for her? <laughs> no, we're not cheering for her. No. Okay. No. Uh, finally, in the news. Sorry, Joanna. Big, <laughs> big news here. Uh, it's it's uh, Pacers. Running this is related. world breaking news. This is we are breaking news here. It just happened. So, th- so the guys that we interviewed today didn't want to break news. But we're going to break some news. We're going to break yeah. some news. Mm-hmm. The Georgetown Running Co- Club inks a sponsorship deal with Pacers Running. Pacers Running and Georgetown Running Club have come together to form a new team, the Pacers Running GRC New Balance Pacers Running Team. Say that five times Yeah, fast. that's kind of a long... Is all of that going on the jersey? <laughs> on the singlet? So. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to wrap around. Yeah. Eight-point font. Eight point five. We can get it in there. Hushmanzada. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pacers running CEO Kathy Dolby announced at Pacers running, we are more than our stores and races we host. We truly celebrate the district, including our top athletes. The men and women on our new racing team are national champions and Olympic trials qualifiers in some cases, but they are also working professionals who squeeze in their training around full time jobs and family life. We are very excited to partner with. The Georgetown Running Club and Jerry Alexander, who coaches the Georgetown Running Club, and be the lead sponsor for the Georgetown Running Club. So big news, Pacers Running, Georgetown Running Club will be merging. So all those Georgetown Running Club jerseys you see at the races 
will now have a Pacers running logo on them. And uh, very exciting news. Great group. Uh, they did a uh, an official announcement today at uh, a bar in Bethesda, I believe. And sorry, I I, I was missed that, but uh, big big news. I I apologize for missing that as well. Yeah. Did they give away the pens from the official signing? I don't know. Because you know, like <laughs> when Obama that. signs or when any president signs a bill into law, they give away the pen. That's a good, good, good question. I don't know. Yeah, I want to know what happened to the pen. All right, we'll I'll track I'll, tra- I'll track that information down. That should be a giveaway at our next uh, happy hour. <laughs> it's big news. New Balance is very excited. Uh, Pacers running, very excited. Georgetown running cl- club, very excited. Uh, one more thing, guys. I wanted to thank everybody, family, friends, a lot of Pacers running family folks, friends of the podcast, who came out yesterday to my dad's burial. Uh, it was very emotional day for me and my family and he was buried at Arlington National Cemetery. I appreciate you guys being there. That was awesome. And uh he was he was cremated and buried uh actually uh right around mile twenty five and a half of the Marine Corps Marathon, which I think is really, really cool. Uh you know, as 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 you guys know, come down one ten uh Coming down the home stretch there of the Marine Corps Marathon, uh, Arlington Cemetery is on your left, and he's buried right at uh, mile 25 and a half. I didn't know that before going to the uh, burial yesterday, but definitely inspired me to run this year's Marine Corps Marathon. So I will run that in honor of my dad, and I'm sure he will help me along the way, all the way to the finish line. And that mile, 25 and a half, is going to be a really special moment for me. So thank you guys, and thanks to uh, you know friends, family, um, podcast fans who came and uh, supported me and the Farley family yesterday. Very cool stuff. All right, great show today. Thanks to Sterling Noreen and Gary Harrington for joining us. Uh, they are promoting the movie Run Free story of Caballo Blanco and that's going to be in Arlington February 17th so get your tickets now docs get your tickets now I thought you were getting tickets for us I tell you I'll get tickets for us ArlingtonDraftHouse.com ArlingtonDraftHouse.com very cool story of Caballo Blanco Uh, good movie documentary Uh, thanks to our intern Kelly Grant Uh, we had a we had an in-studio uh, guest here today who uh, audience just, audience who just watched the show he won a raffle so thanks to Andrew Carnahan for sitting in and you know maybe you can sit keeping in mostly quiet yeah mostly <laughs> quiet you can maybe sit in on the next show and see how the magic is uh, made here uh, great show guys big show big show that's Joanna E. Russo for William E. Docs I'm Chris Farley this is Pace the Nation we'll see you next week.